All right, we're going to be in two places tonight. We're going to be in 1 Timothy chapter number 4, and then we're going to be in the book of 1 John, uh, beginning in verse number 4, but we'll be in a couple of different places in the book of 1 John. We're going to start in 1 Timothy uh, chapter number 4, and while you're turning there, I want to remind you, uh, as I've already mentioned, to just continue to pray uh, that God just moves everything. I feel very uh, comfortable where we are as it just continues to progress forward in our financing. And uh, so I want the Lord to, to, of course, keep ordering that. But then uh, let's just stay faithful right on through the end of the year and look forward to what God has for us. And then let's look forward to a uh, good Sunday, this coming Sunday. I know it's a holiday weekend, uh, but I expect and I look forward to see everybody in church this coming Sunday. Look forward to a great day on Sunday. Now, I mentioned just a, a moment ago um, the, uh, what I was going to speak to you on tonight, and that is the spirit of Antichrist. Uh, we have been, and this year with our theme of action, uh, every Sunday I've preached from Sunday, Sunday morning and Sunday night from the book of Acts, and I hope you have enjoyed that as much as I have, and it's been uh, such a wonderful uh, time of study through the book of Acts and see that early empowered church, empowered by the Holy Spirit of God. And then on Wednesday nights, and now on Thursday night tonight, been speaking on last day's theology, this emerging church contemporary movement, and hopefully it has given us a good contrast of what is scriptural and what is not scriptural. And the more I studied, it was revealed to me again this week as I taught uh, three of these lessons uh, to uh, the church there in Alabama and how uh, just so many expressed how beneficial it was to them uh, because there is no teaching on it uh, and, uh, uh, and how important it is. And the more I get into it, the more I study it, the more I see the roots are not founded in Scripture. They don't come from heaven. There's only two places uh, our belief system can come from. Uh, there's one from heaven. Uh, the book of Jude reminds us there's a common salvation uh, of the faith once delivered unto the saints. If you'll hold on to that scripture verse right, th- right there, anybody who wants to debate with you, an emerging church, contemporary church, something contrary to what scripture says, that's all you've got to do. That one verse shuts down the discussion if they want to be honest. It's once delivered. So we have to find our faith on the pages of Scripture. Are you with me? It doesn't matter what the volume of a library says. It doesn't matter what uh, a man says. It has to come from the pages of Scripture. Now tonight, and I've been praying this afternoon for the Lord to capture my thoughts and and bring them in so that I can put this in an orderly um, uh, manner tonight and not keep you for three hours uh, because I'm trying to break this up into, uh, and you're praying that now, that I don't keep you for three hours. I've been trying to uh, keep this in uh, small enough chunks so that we can digest it, incorporate it into our life. But I am going to speak on that tonight, uh, the spirit of Antichrist. Let's go ahead and pray, and then we'll get into the Scripture. Father, I pray that uh, you'll take this time of study that we have now. I pray that you'll bless it. I pray that you will give me clarity of thought. I pray the Holy Spirit of God would guide my words, guide my thought tonight, my direction. Uh, Father, I pray that you'll uh, just uh, give us liberty tonight. May the Holy Spirit instruct us, teach us. Uh, May this uh, just remind us 
of how precious of a gift we have, not in just our salvation, but in our faith, the Word of God. And Father, may we all determine to hold to it and allow the Holy Spirit of God to continue to work in our hearts, continue to work in our life, and so that we can become more like your Son. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. First Timothy chapter number 4, and we'll read verse number 1, and then we'll spend just a moment here, then we'll turn over to the book of First John. I remind you, of course, we've been in Second Timothy uh, just about this whole year on Wednesday night. We've at least referred to it, started in at Second Timothy chapter number 3. So by now, uh, we know Paul is writing to Timothy, uh, his young man in the faith, his, uh, that, that man who he is trusting. Uh, he's passed that faith down, that 2 Timothy 2, 2, faithful man to faithful man. Uh, and he's giving Timothy a lot of instructions. Well, we see this again in the book of 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse number 1. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly. Now we see here that he's saying the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God, has got something to say. He's specific in what he is saying. The the Spirit is. That in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith. Now, we parallel this with 2 Timothy chapter number 3. In the last days, perilous times shall come. We're told there's last days. We're told the end times. We're told there are things that will take place during this time. And, and I won't take time tonight, but we could turn back to 2 Timothy chapter number 3. We probably could almost quote it tonight. You see all of those, all of those characteristics in verses 2, 3, and 4 uh, of all of those things from blasphemers to uh, unnatural affection and, and all through there, the whole list that, that, that is just a horrible list and how we've been discussing how that could be found in the church today. Uh, we have blended the holy and the profane. Now, let me just say this. It's not blended in God's eyes. But man has blended it. And we've said, it's, oh, this is, oh, we say it's okay, so it's okay. That's not our responsibility. It's your responsibility and my responsibility, ours as a church, to find out what God wants in a church, to find out how God wants us to worship Him. And that is what we are to do, even if it goes against everything that society stands for. And it will. But he writes, in those last times, there are going to be all of those different characteristics. Then in verse number 5 of, of chapter number 3, 2 Timothy, uh, he speaks of the Spirit having the form thereof, but denying the power. They have the form, meaning we say this is what we are. We assemble like... The, 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 spirit, the, the, spirit, the church of, of God does. We, we have all of these monikers. We have all these labels. We have all this ideology. We even have our own Bible. We have all of those things. But he says, you have the form, but not the power. What is the power? It's the power of the Spirit of God. When Jesus was teaching his disciples, he said, I'm going to go away in John chapter number 14. But he continues, we put the focus most of the time on the beginning of that chapter because he talks about heaven. He talks about, I I go to prepare a place for you. There's nothing wrong with putting that emphasis right there. But if we continue in John chapter number 14, he tells them that there's another one coming. It's the Holy Spirit of God. 
So the Holy Spirit of God is who empowers the, who empowered the early church. We're seeing the book of Acts. And it's the Holy Spirit of God that, that we want His power today. I don't want the world's approval. I want the Holy Spirit's approval. Because we can quench Him. Uh, we, can, uh, we can resist Him. We can grieve Him. We've got to have Him. Got to have Him. Uh, just this last Sunday, just like so many Sundays, somebody trusted Christ as their Savior. It was not the eloquence of the message, although it was quite eloquent, let me know. Uh, it was not, uh, it was not uh, anything that you and I did. Only the Holy Spirit of God could bring conviction about. And it was the Holy Spirit of God that in that instant sealed that soul until the day of redemption. It is the Spirit of God that dwells within you as a Christian. Uh, we often, uh, that third member of the tr Trinity, uh, we, we, don't, we don't talk a whole lot about Him to our detriment, we don't. Uh, but we do, I think, spend a lot of time grieving Him. Uh, we quench the Spirit of God. But we see there, there's some in 2 Timothy 3 who have the form, but they deny the power. We see in 1 Timothy chapter 4, we're back here now, now the Spirit is speaketh expressly that in the latter times, those last days, some shall depart from the faith. Here we see another sign of the last days. Another sign of those end times, those latter times. The Bible tells us some shall depart from the faith. It has no bearing on the amount of lost people in this world. It says there's going to be some who depart from the faith. They have it, then they leave it. That's departing. And a little bit later tonight, an hour and a half or so, we're going to depart these premises. We're going to leave where we once were. It's departing from the faith. As in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith. That is a sad, sad commentary on the latter times. One of the reasons why I decided to teach this, and I believe the Holy Spirit led me to teach this, is because this is what we deal with in the latter days. We could probably, all of us, go around the room tonight, and we all know somebody who is in a Bible-believing, Bible-preaching church just like this one, and now they're swept up in this contemporary movement. They're swept up in this emerging church movement. They're part of that now. What is that? You say, well, I know they got saved. I'm with you. There's some who I believe they're saved, but where they stand is leading people away from salvation. What has happened? They've departed from the faith. Now, and I'm going to spend a little bit of time talking, and I'm going to get to where I want to get in just a moment. They, they, they have departed from the faith. Wait, I am, I am, it's, it's wonderful seeing people saved, is it not? It's wonderful being part of a church where we're supporting missionaries and people are being saved and lives are being changed and families are being reached and you feel the Spirit of God and you're growing as a Christian, not just in your daily Bible study, but by being a part of His church and week in and week out and you grow as a Christian. It's wonderful to be a part of that. Why in the world would somebody leave that? They want to say, well, the old-time religion's outdated. Well, your, your methods are outdated. No, no, no. They, they've depart, they part, departed from the faith because they can't cast a stone at Jesus and say, well, he's not good enough anymore. Because they know if they're saved. But it says, some shall depart from the faith. Have you ever asked yourself the question I have? Why, what is it? 
So you look at this, when you have the real thing, and you look at this carnal contemporary movement, everybody, everybody with me? I look at that and I say, that has no appeal to me. No appeal to me. It, 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 it grates on me. It aggravates me. It, it, if I allow the, myself to get in the flesh, I get angry about it. Because I know, I know where it has come from. What is the appeal? Well, I think verse number one gives us an answer of why this happens. Some shall depart from the faith. Now, that, that says it is going to happen. And we're seeing it happen. Some shall depart from the faith, giving heed. They've given in. They've given an ear. They've, they've allowed, they've given an audience they're giving credence to, credibility to, giving heed to what? Seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Now, you're going to have to stay with me tonight because I believe if we're honest, we look at the context of that verse, the Spirit, capital S, the Holy Spirit of God is speaking expressly. He's saying in the latter times, there's going to be some who are in the faith, who have the faith, who depart from the faith. Why? It's not because the faith is not good anymore. It's not because the faith is not right anymore. It's because they have given heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. That's why week number one, when we started this, we started the book of Ephesians chapter number four, talking about how we want to be grounded. We want to have that. We don't want to be babes anymore. We don't want to be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine so that we can speak the truth in love. That's why we've got to be grounded, because if not, if you give heed, you can be seduced. They fall away, they give heed to seducing spirits. I want you to recall what the Scripture, remember what the Scripture says. Seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Flip over with me to 1 John chapter number 4. 1 John chapter number 4. We'll read to start with verse number 1. We're going to be here for a few moments, and uh, I'll make another couple of introductory notes, and then we'll get into a little bit of an outline tonight. Uh, but with First um, Timothy chapter 4 in mind, warning of a departure from the faith. The faith is that common salvation. Uh, there's not two faiths. I, I, I know I keep reiterating that, but it's important for you and I to remember because uh, our contemporary friends, they want to paint a picture like there's two rights. And one is just a preference over the other. Like we're going to have a contemporary service and a traditional service. They're both okay. It's just which one do you want? Well, that, that's we're going to see tonight. One is a seducing spirit and one is from the Spirit of God. Uh, chapter 4, verse 1. Beloved... Believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God. Now, let me make this point, and we'll get to the outline. The Bible says, believe, Beloved, believe not every spirit. That means there's more than one. Now, there's only one spirit that's part of the Trinity. It's the Holy Spirit. But the Bible reminds us, 1 John reminds us, Beloved, that's to the saved, believe not every spirit which means there is more than one spirit. 
we have seen in 1 Timothy chapter number 4, we just read it, uh, that the Spirit speaketh expressly. There are some that, that, are, that give heed to seducing spirits. The Holy Spirit of God, and we'll, we'll probably take some time to spend a little more in depth on the Holy Spirit, uh, but, but you, you're aware probably of what I'm going to say. The Holy Spirit of God never draws attention to itself. The Holy Spirit of God has one purpose, and that's to point to the Lord Jesus Christ. He doesn't have to seduce anybody. He just says, look at Jesus. And, and, and you remember when you were convicted, maybe you were in a church service, and, and somebody was preaching on the, on, on the gospel, how you need to be saved, and it was the Holy Spirit of God. That, that it didn't, he didn't appeal to your flesh. He tapped on your heart and said, you better listen. You better, repeat, you better believe on the Lord Jesus. And you know what it is? You know why? When, when those young people were getting up here singing, and they were singing about the Lord, you know Why? Well, you could feel the Spirit. There was no smoke machine in here, but didn't you feel something? Nobody was swaying. I don't think they were anyway. But it, what, what is it? It's the Holy Spirit that dwells in you that, that when you walked in the door, He walked in with you singing about the things of God and the Holy Spirit said, Yep, look at Jesus. Remember what He did for you. He's got you home in heaven, and one day we're all going there. That was the Spirit working and moving. But there's some that are going to be pulled away by seducing spirits. The Holy Spirit doesn't have to seduce you. The Holy Spirit comforts you. The Holy Spirit leads you. The Holy Spirit convicts you. He doesn't have to trick you, doesn't have to seduce you, doesn't have to talk smoothly to you, doesn't have to appeal to, 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 to your flesh. The Holy Spirit is much different than that. He speaketh expressly. But there's another spirit that seduces you. If we give heed, he, he calls us away, seduces us from whom? The truth. Notice, look again, it says, Beloved, believe not every spirit. We need, to be, we need to establish right here, before we go any further, that there is the Holy Spirit, and then there's other spirits. There's the Holy Spirit, and then there are other spirits. So we cannot buy into this philosophy that here is what, we would, what some would label traditional. I, I prefer scriptural, uh, biblical. Some would call it traditional, and some call this contemporary emerging church. Like, it's, it, it's, a, it's a choice on a buffet. God does not look at it that way. And I've had to say, well, we had a great spirit. Well, you can feel the spirit. I, I believe them when they say they felt the spirit. Well, if you've ever seen some of these emerging church, you watch clips, I don't, I don't recommend it. But you see, it, there, is a, there is an atmosphere so when they say, boy, we, 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 got, we got our worship on, yeah, they, they have, there is a spirit there. It has a spirit. The emerging church has a spirit. But it doesn't have the Holy Spirit. Notice what the scripture says in chapter 4, verse number 1. Beloved, believe not every spirit. That's the first thing I'll say to you this, this evening when we're speaking of the spirit of Antichrist, is believe not every spirit. 
You and I need to remember, they're, they're, we don't have, we're not supposed to listen to every spirit. We're supposed to listen to the Holy Spirit. Uh, I don't have time to turn there, but the, the, the Scripture tells us that uh, the Holy Spirit bears witness with itself. That's why you can have fellowship with another Christian. You bear witness with one another. That's why you read the Word of God, the Holy Spirit's telling you that's right, that's right. That's why a lost person can read the Bible and there's only so much they can understand because they don't have the Holy Spirit of God as their instructor. But we're not to believe every spirit. So, Pastor, we understand by way of introduction that there's a seducing spirits. We're not to, uh, there are more than one spirit. We're not to believe every spirit, okay? That makes sense to me. So what do we do? Let's keep reading verse number one. But try the spirits. That word try means to test, discern, examine, or prove. How do we try the spirits? By the Word of God. We don't try them by feeling. We don't try them by logic. We try them, we discern them, we examine them by Scripture. Well, I, there's this, there's this, we want to we attract people, we want to draw people. Nobody wants to reach people with the gospel more than I do. But I cannot be seduced by a spirit. Do you realize, as Bible-believing Christians, this, this spirit, and I'm going to show you the spirit of Antichrist in just a moment, they, they know what to seduce us with. I believe everybody in here wants to see people saved. I believe we we want to reach not just our city, but have a part in reaching the world. And so we get seduced. They'll even use what we want, which is good, to seduce us away from the truth. I made this statement this week, and I've made it to you before. Uh, well, all, all, that, all that stuff that does it, the old-time religion, that, 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 those fundamentals, they don't work anymore. I'll say to you, they do. But even if they didn't, we're still commanded to do it. We're supposed to try them, examine them by the Scripture. Why do we do that? Why, uh, why is it so important? Say, Pastor, why is it so important for you to be such, for us to be such a stickler to things and such a uh, pay close attention to things. And why, why are we supposed to? Because we got to remember there are seducing spirits. They want to pull us away from the truth. If you continue to give yourself to the Holy Spirit of God, you know He's, he's going to make you, he's, you're going to conform more and more and more to be like that book. It's a seducing spirit that pulls you away. That's why I've been told through the years, having conversations with people, you see people aren't doing well spiritually. Well, I, I, I just know that I've fallen in the Spirit of God. And they have just got done telling me of all the things that they don't agree with in this book. No, you're listening to a spirit. It's a seducing spirit. It's not the Spirit of God. A house divided itself against itself cannot stand. The Holy Spirit is not going to lead you in any direction contrary to what is in Scripture. If there seems to be a contradiction, we got to get our Bible out, study it a little more, and figure out what God has really said so that we get on the same page with God. We have to try them. Why do we have to try them? Why do we have to do that? We have to try the spirits whether they are of God. I want to know that of God. Okay, let's keep reading. Because many false prophets 
or going out into this world. Why do we have to try the spirits to see if they're of God? And by the way, it's common sense, but how do you find out if they're of God? The scriptures. Why? Because many false prophets have gone out among us. You know, we have a lot of pictures of what a false prophet is. We picture some crazy, sometimes wild, and they certainly fit. They're false prophets. We can name some that are on uh, TBN and and the 700 Club and and all of these, you know, the ones that come to mind, and somebody like Joel Osteen comes to mind, if you didn't know he was a false prophet, we got to get we we got to spend some time together, and, and all these that come to mind, and just uh, it, it, we think of all of them, and, and say, "Well, those are false prophets," and, and I agree. Do you know there's false prophets that are Baptists? There are false prophets who even say they are an independent, fundamental Baptist. They're a false prophet. That's why you've got to try the spirits by this book. Well, God's let me do this. Well, let's make sure that it lines up with this book. Because it could be a seducing spirit. Because there are false prophets that are going out in this world. You say, Pastor, uh, well, how do we define those false prophets a little more? You remember when we read just a moment ago in 1 Timothy chapter 4? They gave heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. False prophets are not teaching an alternative gospel, an alternative religion, if you will. They are the doctrines of devils. See, Satan himself brought a doctrine to Eve in Genesis chapter number 3. He brought a different version of the Bible. He quoted scripture almost. Just 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 almost quoted God perfectly. It was a different doctrine. Do you realize that there is only one plan of salvation? It is a common salvation. Every man has to be saved the same way. It doesn't matter race. It doesn't matter background. It doesn't matter how much money you got, how much little, how little you got, tall, short. It's a common salvation that comes from the faith once delivered. God has established what it takes for him as a holy God to be satisfied or to uh, be recon- or for man to be rec- man's sins to be reconciled to a holy God. And the only way is the applied blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything else is the doctrine of a devil. Think with me just for a moment, because sometimes we, we bristle at that. Because we know somebody who sits in one of these churches and is like, they're, 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 they're nice, they're sincere. I, I, I'm not, and again, let me read, I'm not, I'm not, they've been swept, they've been deceived. It's the people at the top who are doing deceiving uh, that, that I've got a real issue with. I want us to educate ourselves so we can reach that coworker, so we can reach that neighbor, so we can reach that family member. There's only one, how, how many ways of salvation are there? There are one. And anybody who doesn't go through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ is not going it doesn't matter if they're Baptist, Methodist, Catholic, whatever. If you go through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, you will have forgiveness of your sins. You will have a home in heaven. And if you don't go through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, you're not going to heaven. So who would 
try and convince people that there's another way. Well, Satan himself. Any other doctrine that says you can get to heaven, get to God, other than the Lord Jesus Christ, is a doctrine from the pits of hell. It is a doctrine of a devil. These false prophets are going out into the world. They are teaching and preaching doctrines of devils. So we see number one, believe not every spirit. That's why you have got to get in the Bible. You get Bible preaching here. You get Bible teaching here. You get Bible in your Sunday school lessons on Sunday. But you need to get in the Word of God. You need to study it for yourself. You need to read it for yourself. Why is that? Because you've got to, get, you've got to be strong because you can be seduced if you, if you give heed. The best way to not give heed is to stay in the Word of God. So we see to not to believe every spirit. Look at verse number 2 of chapter number 4. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Let me say number 2 tonight. Know the, we know the Spirit of God. Say, well, how do we know the Spirit of God? If you're saved tonight, you know the Spirit of God. He is, he is within us. You say, well, how are we really going to know the Spirit of God? Let's keep reading. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. Verse 3, and every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that Spirit of Antichrist. Whereof, whereof, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is it in the world. There is that Spirit of God. Know ye the Spirit of God. How do we know that? Because every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. Every spirit that says Jesus is the perfect Son of God, He came to this earth with a sinless life for the purpose of redeeming mankind, and He willingly gave His life, shed His blood, conquered death and hell, rose victorious from the grave, and ascended to heaven. Spirit that says that's true, that's of God. But the spirit that says it's not is the spirit of Antichrist. Any belief system that says Jesus was not born of a virgin, Jesus was not the only Son of God, Jesus did not live a sinless life, Jesus was not the promised Messiah. They're not of God. Any spirit that says, well, Jesus, Jesus uh, was one of us and, and Jesus was like us and, and they bring Jesus down and they make remakes. And I've talked to you on this. They talk about Jesus a lot, but it's not the Jesus of the Bible because they've remade him in their mind as one that will not preach against sin, as one that would not condemn their lifestyle. I hear on the news and, and across social media and just in this world so many things that Jesus would be for that Jesus would never be for because he wouldn't be the perfect son of God if he endorsed it. They, they want to refashion him in any belief system that says you can glorify God by putting the name of Jesus to a rock, beat a rock song. That's not my Jesus. One is of the Spirit of God. Oh, this is making sense to you tonight. One is of the spirit of Antichrist. 
Now, prophecy tells us there will be an antichrist. The little a, antichrist, we're going to look at several times in 1 John, is anything that opposes Christ. It's a different belief of the Lord Jesus Christ. There will be an antichrist one day. I don't think it's Hillary, but there will be one. Uh, But there are antichrists. The scripture tells us, we just read it. And this is that spirit of antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is it in the world. The spirit against Christ. So we're to know the spirit of God. You and I need to know the Bible. We need to know what we believe. We need to be reminded of how did we get saved. How are we to live? We're to know the Spirit of God. Number three, every other spirit is the spirit of Antichrist. Turn with me to chapter 2 of 1 John, and I'm going to start moving quickly. Chapter 2 in verse 18. Little children, it is the last time, and as ye have heard, that Antichrist shall come. Even now are there many antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. Every other spirit is the spirit of antichrist. One confesseth. Notice this. There's going to be a couple of comparisons we see. We see it here. One confesseth. One confesseth not. So they all say, oh, we believe that you, you don't trust Christ. And I've taught this, uh, I would say it was last week or the week before, uh, where they teach, oh, well, we believe. All you got to do is trust. They use the same term, trust Christ as your Savior. But they never, there's no conviction. There's no confession. Meaning there's no conversion. You can use the terminology, but it doesn't save you. You've got to know you're a sinner. You've got to know you deserve hell. You've got to know you are without hope except for the Lord Jesus Christ. You have got to believe on it, put your belief on Him and what He did. That's the only way of salvation. It doesn't matter how you word it. There's one that confesseth and one that confesseth not. See, and I hope you've seen this. Of this contemporary emerging church, it's all on the performance. It's all on uh, what, what we do. Oh, man, our church, it was, it was off the chain today. Uh, we, 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 were, we did this and this, and the worship band was all. And oh, we just feel we're ready to go and build the kingdom. Just because you throw the word kingdom around 27 times doesn't mean you're doing anything for the Lord. confesseth and confesseth not. You realize when we think about it, a lot of this is just practical, and the more you're in the Bible, the more the Holy Spirit will tie things together. When we enter into the presence of Jesus, you think we're going to go give him a high five? You think, and I hesitate to even mention some of the things that you hear some of these people say when they refer to Jesus, of what their relationship is to Him. You know, we're going to fall on our face when we enter into the presence of Jesus. There's going to be no high fives, no fist bumps, no look at my WWJD. I'm wearing, I'm wearing, I'm wearing. No, no, no. It's going to be fall on our face in His presence. 
And no matter how much we do for Christ, we're gonna, it's going to be revealed to us how much more we should have done, how little devotion we had to Him, because when we see Him as He is, it's going to be nothing but falling on our face in His presence. Aren't we supposed to get a sense of that when we come to church? A sense of who God is, a sense of His holiness, a sense of the fact that this is who we, 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 we are talking about, this is who we are singing to, that we are trying to learn the Word of God so that we can be more like the Lord Jesus Christ, to be more like Him. One confesseth, one confesseth not. Every other spirit is anti-Christ. I want to. I want to just. I want to reiterate that and reiterate that and reiterate that, so that everybody gets it. There's not two choices. There's a. The, the scripture is clear. There's a spirit, the Holy Spirit of God, and then every other spirit is antichrist. There's only one, and it's the spirit of God. And everything we do as a church, everything we do as a Christian, should be led by the spirit of God, not a seducing spirit, not by a spirit. I don't want a philosophy, a, a, a doctrine written by seducing spirits, doctrines of devils, determining what kind of music. Well, we don't take everything, and we don't believe that, but hey, they're just, if, if it's a doctrine of a devil, I don't want it. It's like saying, well, some parts of socialism are good. I'm not a socialist. I don't want any of it. I'm a capitalist. I'm an American. I'm a John Wayne American right there. That's my new answer. Are you a Republican or a Democrat? Nah. Are you a conservative? I'm a Republican. Are you a, are you a conservative? I'm a John Wayne American. That's what I am. I don't even, I know some of what that means, so. There's, there's the spirit. Every other spirit is antichrist. That, that has nothing to do with this message, but. I still, it was still fun saying it. Very quickly, chapter 4, 1 John, verse 6. We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Let me back up to verse number 5. They are of the world, therefore speak they of the world. If they're of the world, doesn't it make sense the God that they worship they would worship him as the world. I don't have time to get to chapter 1, verses 15 through 17, talking about the world. And it's of the, they speak of the world. Who does these false teachers, the spirit of the Antichrist? That's why the world hears them. Why does, why does Joel Osteen draw 30,000 people on a Sunday? Because he's of the world. And the world hears him. Verse 6, we are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Here's another comparison. Versus the Holy Spirit and the seducing spirits. Truth and error. One is about the truth. Do you realize the truth of the word of God doesn't care about your feelings? doesn't care about your opinions. It's the truth. But seducing spirits, 
It's all about you fulfilling your flesh. You, I think we ought, I think, and, some, and, this, and this sounds good, it sounds better in here than before it comes out their mouth, but I think we ought to decide how we worship God. No, God decides how we worship Him, how we live for Him, how we honor Him. I'm glad you wear a, 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 a T-shirt that says, I love Jesus, but that, don't, that, does, that, does, that doesn't mean you're bringing honor to God like He wants you to bring honor to Him. Oh, I could get on a rabbit trail there, but I'm not going to. We have a comparison. One is truth, one is error. We're dealing with a common salvation. One is truth, one is error. A way to live a victorious Christian life. One is truth, one is error. Lastly, and we're done, I'm out of time. Chapter 5, verse 6 through 9. We find that the Spirit beareth witness. This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit that beareth witness, because the Spirit is truth. Didn't we just see in the previous text that there's a spirit of error and a spirit of truth? Now, this contemporary emerging church movement, they might agree with that. But here in this chapter, Holy Spirit clarifies who determines which one's truth and which one's error. You think back to the book of Judges, every man did that which was right in his own eyes. We've got a lot of Christians doing that which is right in their own eyes. Well, their, their spirits, and I, I, I agree, there are some seducing spirits, but, but that's not what we, well, the Spirit beareth witness because the Spirit is truth. Who does the Holy Spirit bear witness of? The Lord Jesus Christ. The Spirit is truth. The Holy Spirit, God's why. Wow, the, the Holy Spirit, man, He was, oh man, it working so much in our midst and, and the worship team and, and all. And you never mention Jesus. You never mention God. You give a false plan of salvation. That's not the truth. The Spirit's nowhere to be found there because the Spirit is truth. Well, I know some sincere people. I don't doubt their sincere, sincerity, but they're sincerely wrong. They're sincerely deceived. They're sincerely seduced. A lot of people think they're right, and they're not. Many in that day shall say, Lord, Lord. And he'll say, depart from me. I never knew you. But... I was, I, I, was there. I, was, I was in the worship team. I was in this and this, and I was in this. Depart from me. I never knew you. That's why we have this study is because I, I don't have any patience with the false, the false teachers. I don't have any patience with those who, 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 have a, who are active participants in leading people away from the truth. Have no patience with them. I'm not going to their meetings. I'm not having coffee with them. Uh, I'm not having any. But those that have been deceived, I'll have all the patience in the world because I want to be grounded. I want to know the difference between truth and error. 
I've got to allow the Holy Spirit of God to fill my, to fill my life so that I can help discern with that individual, show them with the help of the Holy Spirit, Lord willing, that they've been seduced, they've been deceived. They said the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, is the one that bears witness of the truth. That's why you and I, this is what we need right here. Well, everybody else is doing that. I'm only concerned with what the Spirit says is truth. I'm only concerned with His witness. Well, you could preach a whole message just on that thought right there. What does the Holy Spirit say is true? It doesn't matter how many surveys are taken or how many books are written on all these church ideas and how to grow your church. That's not the goal. The goal is the truth. The goal is the faith. The goal is holding to that faith that contains the common salvation. What does the Holy Spirit bear witness of? See, the Spirit is the one that beareth witness because the Spirit is truth. Many have the form of godliness but deny the power thereof. Holy Spirit of God can do what no program can do. The Holy Spirit of God can do what no facilities can do. Holy Spirit of God is what we need. He's the one that beareth witness because the Spirit is truth. You and I, we got to be very, very careful, and I'm going to have to cut it off here. We got to be very, very careful because there are seducing spirits out there. I, fe- I felt something. Was it the Holy Spirit that you felt? Because there are spirits that will seduce you. And if it's not the Holy Spirit, if it's not the Holy Spirit, the Scripture tells us it is the Spirit of Antichrist. Well, this this guy, he he sold a bunch of books, but is it a doctrine of devils? It's the Spirit that beareth witness. You and I should heed the leading of the Holy Spirit Follow what the Word of God says. Don't be seduced. Don't give heed. Don't give heed to the seducing spirits and the doctrines of devils. Stay with the Word of God. The Holy Spirit, I'll leave you with this. He's always pointing to the Son of God. Never talks about Himself. Never points to Himself. Always points to Jesus. Because it's all about getting sinners to Him. It's all about getting the lost to Him. Do you realize, you do realize this, we, we spent much time on it this year, and, and we know it to be true. The church was commissioned to reach the lost. To reach the lost. The Spirit is the witness. The Spirit is truth. Father.